GTA 5's long load bug solved. Should we patch out RNG? Do I have a least favorite mission? Yeah, um, cleaning out the bureau. It's not bad in this mission, obviously, but uh, in this category, but um, in, uh, in speedrunning, it's just entirely random how many red lights the janitor gets before you get back to his house. There's nothing you can do about it. You're just sitting there waiting and waiting, and it's like multiple minutes uh, of just back-to-back bits of RNG. Terrible. There was a development in GTA 5 speedrunning uh, within the last couple of days. With, within the community, I mean. There are now people who uh, know about coding and stuff, and uh, they've looked into GTA 5's code, and they found what is the likely cause of the long load bug. For those who don't know, when you taxi to a side mission, or even near a side mission, there is a random chance that you get a much longer load than normal. And no one knew why this was, or if it was avoidable. And it turns out it's not avoidable. It is just random. And uh, the game basically, in the code, gets into a loop. And Rockstar seemed to know that this bug exists, existed, but rather than fixing it, they just put it on like a 20 second timer or something. So if it does happen, um, the game will just keep doing it for 20 seconds until the game's like, oh, okay, this is happening and stop it or something. And so there was a discussion whether or not we should add a fix for this into the runs. And the consensus was, while it would be nice, no, we're not going to add it. Because even though it is a bug, it is a glitch, it is something not intended or whatever, it, it is technically a part of the game, this error. And if we get into the habit of patching out RNG, like where does that end, you know? Potentially someone might find a strategy to avoid this, or they might uh, rouse around this uh, random time loss or something. And if we just removed it with coding, that potential ingenuity to solve the problem will never come to be. We can't make an argument like, oh, well, we need to, we need to keep what the developers intended, you know, so we can remove it. But like, because we abuse things that the developers didn't intend all the fucking time, you know? Like, from my point of view, I wouldn't have cared all that much if it was implemented or not. Uh, especially considering how few people run the taxi categories. But yeah, so I'm not displeased at this, uh, at this outcome. Had it gone to a vote, like if, if, if the people felt it was close, I probably would have just abstained. No, no one seriously argued in, in the mod room if um, it should be implemented. It was more just um, discussing what potential arguments could exist for it, and they were all fairly quickly dismissed. But I guarantee you, in other speedrun communities, people might have uh, gone a different way. Because speedrunning isn't some sort of a monolith where everyone has the same ideas as to what speedrunning should be. And even uh, as you may have seen in the GT5's controversial strats video that I made so long ago, we've butt heads even in our community about um, uh, our different beliefs as to what different categories should be. Were Rockstar really half-assed fixing that? There are a bunch of things that Rockstar half-assed fixing. And again, to play devil's advocate, if you have some error that isn't groundbreakingly terrible for the player base and maybe it's causing a little bit of a problem if it will take you you know 10 days to fix it or you can reduce its effects in five seconds or whatever you'd probably pick the five seconds right there's a limited amount of dev time that you have and the more complicated your fix the more likely you're going to break something else inadvertently it's a question of risk versus reward if you can do something simply that in large part solves the problem, or something complex that entirely solves the problem, often the simplest solution is the better one. 
How can speedruns be verified if people can mod the game and fix time losses like that? If you did an entire run of 100% and you never got a long load bug, that alone would uh, be cause for people to question the legitimacy of your run. But like, I, like I, you can't get into it too much, but trust me, it's, it's a lot harder to get away with cheating than it is to cheat. It's funny, it's just like I was talking about before with these runs, where if you change one thing, uh, change a bit of your routes, that is some new place where endless different things you've never seen before can happen. If you cheat, you change the way the game works in some capacity, uh, the odds of you not inadvertently causing a bunch of other changes is very low. It is very hard to seamlessly cheat when you're trying to fool people who play the same game over and over and over and over again. Like, I'm sure, like, me, you've seen me, I started Prologue once, and there was like a singular frame of a lens flare, and I was like, what, what was that? What was that? I've never seen that before. Like, I have done some scenes so many times that a single frame difference looks weird to me. Cheating is not impossible, but it's quite difficult. If you go speedrunning, are you doing one clean run without practice to see the time? That would be quite funny, but the time would be terrible. Yeah, but weird things happen when speedrunners abuse bugs, glitches, etc. Not easy to prove the game was modded. I can't remember the specifics, but there have been times in the history of speedrunning where some one-off bug has happened, um, whether it be a hardware glitch or something like that, and it's given a person an advantage. In some cases where it doesn't look like a person cheated, didn't look like a person modded, but they've had something happen that gave them advantage that has never been seen before. Those runs will still often be disqualified. Because while you can't prove cheating, you you don't have enough evidence that this was a legitimate thing as opposed to a cheated thing, you know? You, you lean on the side of caution. In the overwhelming vast majority of cases, if someone sees something weird and that has never been seen before, usually it just leads to people trying to replicate that thing, and when it gets replicated, it shows that it's legitimate, you know? There was a dude who accidentally got a bug in some RPG or something, and he skipped like two hours of the game. It was like, what the fuck is he cheating? And then they just found out that this is a thing that you can do. Skipping two hours? Ah, oh, man, some of these really long games that are interconnected and, and all, all that stuff, you can skip heaps. I mean, look at Ocarina of Time. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the time for Ocarina of Time now? Like, under 10 minutes or something? Or is it 12? Have New GTA Online content doesn't excite me. What do you think of the new update coming out next week in GTA Online? I, I don't follow any of that stuff. I see people upload videos and they're like, hey, this new panther statue and da da da. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Not really. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing that comes out for GTA Online like blows me away. The KO Perico heist kind of did because it was like, Oh, what? It's like repurposing single-player assets. Uh, you see some of the characters again. There's the story and, um, you know, da da. It's a single-player heist. That's new. But uh, most of the stuff that seems to be released for online is just treading the same ground as before. Here is a new car. Here is a new shiny thing with a rocket on it. It's like, all right. It's actually a cougar statue. For unlimited money in GTA Online, PC just use a cheat engine. I mean, cheat engines, I don't think, work for online. Cheat engine is usually a pretty... Simple way of modding the game that I'm sure would get captured. Cheat engine works for online? That's surprising. That's pretty bad on Rockstar's part. Unlimited money in GTA Online is easy, just use your parents' credit card. True. 
it's not really theft because eventually that money would be yours, right? Because you inherit it one day. So it's it's basically yours now. <laughs> My hope, honestly, is that at Rockstar, everyone was sitting around a table and they were like, look, we can either fix things for GT Online or we can put extra effort into making the next version of GT Online even better. As long as the next one doesn't have all this garbage, I'll be happy. But then again, Red Dead 2 was not an improvement. I mean, Red Dead Online, sorry. But that also was likely in development for years. Like, were they working on the, the base game for like five to seven years or something? They didn't start working on Red Dead Online until August 2018, two months before the release of Red Dead Redemption 2. Really? Well, I'll take your word for it. That surprises me, even for Rockstar. But uh, that would explain why it was quite shit. But surely, surely, given how much money they've made in GT Online, they will put a lot of effort into the next one. Do you think Online could have had missions versus other players than AI? It'd be a very hard thing to balance. And uh, exploits or issues or whatever. You know, or people griefing would be so hard. Why streamers ask for primes rather than normal subscriptions on Twitch? Why is Twitch Prime subs better than regular ones? The reason why people just in general appeal to Twitch Prime subs is because like, you know people have them and they're free. So like, a lot of people with their Prime sub, they don't necessarily do much with it specifically. Like it just sits there. And so, if you remind people about it, they're like, you know, I wasn't going to use it for any purpose anyway. Fuck it, I'll give it to this guy. Because I just happen to be here, you know. I, I can write this second, get a few seconds of notice or whatever. And because it doesn't cost them anything, like, um, and it's not a subscription or whatever, like, there's, there's, there's no real loss to them. In terms of revenue, normal subscriptions are potentially better because they are reoccurring. But um, Prime subs, you just, you just know they're always there. There's always someone in chat who has a Prime sub that they haven't used. I would do that with my Prime sub sometimes. Like, I uh, I was in Petty's stream yesterday, and someone subbed, and I'm like, hey, I wonder if I've got my Prime sub available, and I'm like, oh, I do, and I, I subbed him. Being a streamer means repeated questions. What questions do you repeatedly get, yet dislike answering? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I made the mistake of mentioning some in Rambles once, and oh boy, was that a fun week. As a rule of thumb, once you get to a certain size, and you're still willing to read your chat, you will get a handful of questions just endlessly. If there is a, a motivation for one person to ask a really stupid question, that motivation is not likely unique to that person. And so you will hear that question every day for the rest of your life. Always keep in mind that this job is fucking awesome. The, the perks of it, the benefits of it are so cool, but it has a lot of downsides as well. And obviously the perks, the positives, far outweigh the downsides or else I wouldn't do it. Right? Um, but that doesn't make those downsides any less annoying. <laughs> I mean, that's basically everything in life. Everything in life has some sort of downsides, and you, but you do those things because the upsides are better than the downsides. Make an FAQ, no one uses it exactly. Making an FAQ effectively does nothing except uh, clogs up your description. Always speak at any questions I think of have already been asked. And that's the, that's the thing though, a lot of the, like some questions that you hate answering are perfectly reasonable for people to ask. I remember, like even as a speedrunner, I remember stopping into a stream where Distortion was testing some new strategy. And I say in chat like, oh, so what's this strategy about? I thought to myself like, look at his uptime, it's like six hours. I'm like, well, he's probably got that question like 99 times in, uh, in the last six hours. 
but uh, like if you join and you don't have the information, unless you ask, you're not going to get it. Although normally when I'm asking in chat like that, it's uh, less directed at the streamer and more directed at um, uh, the chat so people can answer the questions, you know. Because often there's like bot things that answer people, you know. In some way, maybe it would be good like if there was a, a private mod chat where people could specifically talk to the mods. They want to ask something, but not have me see it or something. But I guess they could do that with whispers and stuff, but you know, but people wouldn't use that anyway. Has anyone donated to ask me to a private chat? Have you had problems with donors requesting private chats with you or something similar in return for big donations? Nope. I have had people who wanted to speak to me. I've, I've seen just random comments on YouTube where it's like, hey, can we have a chat sometime? And the answer is always going to be no. It'd be, uh, uh, it'd be a weird thing to do, I think. Hitting 700k subs on YouTube. How do I feel about hitting 700k on YouTube? Uh, the amount of subs you have is more evidence of how long you've been on YouTube as opposed to how successful you are. My backhand of Twitch, of, of YouTube is, uh, it's doing alright. It's nowhere close to the best it's been, but it's, uh, it's still got good numbers and that makes me satisfied. Like I'm sitting at like 13k, uh, no, 13 million per month for the main channel in views. And while the main channel, while the Clips channel looks like it's doing 50 million right now, it's, it's, it's leveling out to around 30 or 35. That's, that's a good numbers. But I'm de definitely past my peak. But then again, um, when I start making different content again, we might have resurgence. Are no damage runs just luck? Which mission do I think is the hardest? It's impossible to say. None of them feel difficult at this point. Like if you ask me to do each mission individually back to back 10 times in a row without taking any damage, I would have no issue doing it. Um, but the ones that come off as being the most difficult are the long ones. Like Polito's Golf, for example, because like 19 different scenes. Where do you, are you asking where do I think this run will die? I never know because it's always unexpected. There's only a handful of things now that are really luck. My last run got killed by one of them, but I don't know. I just always seem to find a new way to die. It's always RNG, the strats op optimized to the max. So there's a big difference between RNG and just not knowing about something. Well, I guess there's a little bit of RNG, but like, for example, Cougars, right? Uh, I was unaware that Cougars could be in Mr. Phillips and could attack me there. Had I known this, and as I know it now, haven't been caught out by it since. Like a lot of this run has just been Oh, didn't know that could happen. Now that I know, I can avoid that in the future. This run is like, it's, it's just grown longer and longer and longer compared to the earlier runs because all I'm doing now is avoiding, you know, that one time this one thing happened. Like I would imagine the vast majority of fails that I've had that have gone up in the Oko series or whatever on YouTube, um, people have gone, oh, that could have happened? Like we, we've had fails where We've just sat there and had to micro-analyze the clip data to discover how I could have possibly died. And it's like, bullet curves around corner and clips me in the toe from 800 miles away from max damage distance. Like, oh, okay, well that can happen, I guess, now, so now we'll do something about it. It's always going to be frustrating, because obviously I got one damage, like, four months ago or whatever. And between illness and general fatigue and uh, my shitty sleeping pattern, and continuing to find these one in a thousand ways runs can die, I just never got there. But that's life sometimes. That's life. Trial and error. Honestly, that is a lot of what challenge runs are, and speed runs are as well. 
the advantage with speedruns is usually there's so many people doing runs that eventually everything gets seen. One person will never be able to do as much as multiple people or learn as much. So what I'm saying is I'm going to be cloning myself. <laughs> is that line from Thanos? Fine, I'll do it myself, but there's like 50 of Thanos. <laughs> If there is 80 pages of code for each AI interaction in each mission, there must surely be thousands of outcomes for each mission. Would it be luck or skill? It's not thousands of outcomes. And certainly, in most cases, what variation exists is often completely meaningless. Given that you are an active participant, you're steering um, the possible outcomes in a particular direction. As I say, there is a significant amount of just having to do it over and over again and finding all the ways that it can fail. It's not completely RNG. There is a loss of... Uh, like, even when you get into a situation where you might hypothetically die, I guess at that point it is RNG whether you get punished or not. GTA 5 was an odd choice for my main game. What I think of rhythm games never really appealed to me. And when I think about my gaming history and the kind of games that I spent most of my time on, like, it just seems so weird. Like, all the time I spent playing all those tower defense games in, World in Warcraft 3, you know? Uh, all the achievement farming in World of Warcraft. At least some games that I played when I was younger make sense, you know, Age of Empires 2 and uh, Heroes of Might Magic 3. But certainly I didn't play, uh, you know, single player shooters when I was younger. GTA 5 might have been like my first single player shooter that I ever finished. As I say frequently, I never expected that this would be the game that I play and spend my time on. But it just gripped me. Maybe because it felt so different and new to me, I don't know. But God did I suck at this game when I first started. And some would argue nothing has changed. <laughs> I absolutely, um, Boomer Ranger, the, the pressure does make me play worse. But it's just, that's just life. Even as a speedrunner, I never did well when I was on ward record pace. It's a skill to have, to be under that kind of pressure. Especially while streaming. Or knowing you've got a lot on the line and uh, still performing. Some people can do really well at that. And, you know, they can be in a, a tournament for half a million dollars. And to them, it's just like they're playing at home and there's no difference. But for others, you know, the, that kind of pressure breaks them and, uh, and fucks up everything. Uh, I don't think the pressure has caused me to fuck up many of these runs, but I do feel it. That's just uh, the nature of the game, unfortunately. GTA 5 Story Misconceptions. How many videos do you think you could make clearing up misconceptions about GTA 5 story? Ah, dozens. A lot of it though would be met with the same kind of response. Like, most people who played this game, you know, just played it and enjoyed it. Didn't really think much about the story and just moved on with it. They didn't bother looking at extra details or material and stuff. So a lot of it would just be me showing people that stuff. But a lot of the comments, so like, on that last video that I made, it was very funny how many comments were like, well, this is obvious. Other people were like, oh, I never thought about it that way. That's interesting. And other people were like, no, you're fucking wrong. Die. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, not in those exact terms, like, it's, you know, but it's, it's like, like that kind of ferocity of calling into question my uh, integrity and shit. It's just like, like I was just some uh, Mr. Boss guy or whatever, who was just uh, making up bullshit for clicks. As I've said many times, I have continued to add to this really large script, explaining all the little details that explain 
Dave and Michael's relationship and uh, how Brad and Trevor and all that stuff and um, how the heist was meant to go down and stuff and but I obviously still haven't released it because I'm still bogged down with this but like a lot of content creators have issues thinking up ideas for me because I have so many consistent series that I can just continuously add content to I don't need to think up a new idea every week so when I do have an idea I put it in a little pile and uh, I, I get to it when I can but because I've been so bogged down with this series for so long the the ideas have just piled up and up and up and you know there is so much that I want to do that I've been tied to this series for so long there's so many you know million two million view videos that I could have done stuff that I know you guys would find more interesting but I just haven't been able to do it and who knows when I will be able to do it but that's just life this could have ended four months ago if it wasn't for a frame but I'm still here be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.